Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of Electrified American Lions. And we got a busy show today. We got a lot to get through. Um, a lot of things to talk about NBA and NFL-wise. We got Jimmy Butler. He wants out of Minnesota. Wade announced that this is his last season. <laughs> uh, <gasps> no, I'm all right. I'll, I'll hold it together. Uh, um, Josh Gordon is a Patriot. Uh, this past Sunday, Vontae Davis retired at halftime. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Pat Mahomes are the hottest QBs in the league. And quote of the week comes from the best receiver in the NFL, Antonio Brown. Treat me. Let's find out. Man, we got a lot to get through today. So let's get right to it. So it was reported that Jimmy Butler wanted a trade, and he did request a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the top three teams for the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes include the Nets, Clippers, and Knicks. So it's clear to me that, you know, Jimmy wants to get paid, of course, because he deserves the money. He wants to get paid, and those teams have a lot of cap room. And he's done with Minnesota. He's been said he was done. You know, he's done playing with the young guys, and then you got Tibbs bringing in all of the old Chicago team. And I saw a tweet that was like, uh, Jimmy left Chicago and they brought Chicago to him because that's exactly what they did. I don't understand why, like, they can't let that team go. And I feel bad for Jimmy because, you know, he's a great player. And he was just dealt with a bad hand with this Timberwolves team. He feels like they're not mature enough and enough and all they do is play video games. And he just feels out of out of place. Um, as far as the trade goes, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't see them keeping him out there in the West. So more than likely a trade to the East is going to happen because I don't see them trading them to like the Lakers or the Warriors because, you know, it's not like in the NFL with the Browns and their top guy to the uh, conference powerhouse, but we'll get into that later. So more than likely he's going to end up in the East where I don't know. Miami will be nice. Down there with Wade for his last season, that would be nice. Uh, the Knicks would be cool because more than likely, I I can see them getting another big superstar like Kyrie soon. Um, where else could he go? I don't know. I mean, it's it's up to you know it's up to the Timberwolves and Wells wants to trade with them. But there are uh, lots of places Jimmy can go. Jimmy still got time left in his career, but that's just interesting that. We all knew this was going to happen. I feel like everybody knew this is what it was coming to. Jimmy was tired of being there, and it wasn't like they were about to win right away anyway. So why not go leave while you still got your body intact and go get paid? I'm all for it. I'm all for players getting what they deserve and what they feel like is due to them because I'm not about to stay on a team if I'm not happy and I'm not if I'm getting paid, I'm going to get paid more. I can go somewhere and get paid more and be a little more happier than I am now. Why not? So, yeah, all, all power to you, Jimmy. I'm happy for you. I hope you land on your feet. Well, you're going to land on your feet. But I hope you land somewhere good, and I hope you land on a team that respects you and you respect them. Simple as that. You know, I, I like that. I like his game, and I feel like he deserves to be somewhere where the team wants to win and is going to win. Simple as that. Okay, I'm going to try my best not to get emotional here. 
but I have to sing. I have to sing for this. This is big. This is D Wade retiring, going into his 16th season. This is it for him. This is his last dance. So I have to sing the song. Although we come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. Wait, wait, no. Son, this is this is hurting me more than Kobe. Because Kobe retired and hurt me. By the way, we, we know, we have established that I'm not a Kobe fan. I think, okay, good. If you know me, you know that. Wade is my shooting guard. Okay, I love D-Wade. I've always been a D-Wade fan. Biggest D-Wade fan, you probably know. Um, third best shooting guard all the time. Man, this is big. This is big. I didn't want to see him go out like the way he did when they, uh, the Heat lost to Philly in the playoffs. I didn't like that. I, I felt like that felt like watching The Undertaker get beat by Roman Reigns and leave his hat in the ring. That's how I felt like. I was like, oh, this is nasty. But it hurts. And this is like, I understand, you know. But I'm glad he's coming back. I hope they, you know, give him a nice role. And, you know, I hope. I just hope they win. Not, you know, not the ship, but like, I hope they win enough to get to the playoffs so we can see playoff Wade one more time. Uh, D Wade has been a big part of Miami and the Heat culture all 30 years. And, you know, I know he didn't want to leave when he went to Chicago and Cleveland, but I'm glad he got, got back. You know, he gets to finish in Miami and play one more year at 36 years old. Um, he's done a lot for the game and he's got his three rings. He's got his MVP. Uh, all this All-Stars. You know, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, for sure. First ballot, for sure. You know, he's up there on the block, blocking the list for shooting guards, especially at that, uh, at that height. Um, I don't know, he's still got some juice left in him, so I'm glad he's playing one more year. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it, man. I really can't. And I hope that he can I hope that he can play around him this year, and I hope they can, you know, make it worth it. Like, I don't want to see a Heat finish in ninth or get bounced out of the playoffs in the first round. Like, I, I hope they get far enough to where Wade can be at peace with his retirement, you know, because I knew that he wasn't ready to go after that, uh, get knocked out by the uh, Sixers. I knew that wasn't it. Like, you could tell, like, mm, maybe not. But, you know, he's, he's coming back one more year. Him and Haslam back one more time. And, you know, I hope they play. I hope they play good. I'm, I can't wait to see his games. I know he said he didn't want no, like, farewell tour like that, but, you know, the last game, regular season, hopefully, it won't be it. But his last game, Miami, is going to be big. And I can't wait to see it, man. I'm happy for you, D-Wade, you and Gabby and the family. You know, now you got your kids and get to sit back and watch them. But, um, yeah, we're going to miss you, man. That's how, that's how you know we're getting old, you know, my younger people, you know, in our 20s. We're getting old. All of our uh, heroes are retiring or coming towards the end of their careers, man. And it's just like, we got to appreciate them while they're here. That's why when, when I talk about LeBron and, like, Rodgers and Brady, you know, we may not, like, everybody may not like them. Like, you may not like Brady, you may not like LeBron, but you got to appreciate their game. And they, like, Rodgers, and you got to you gotta enjoy it while they're here because when they're gone, it's going to be like, damn, I sure wish I could see LeBron chase down somebody tonight. I sure wish I could see D-Wade do a pump fake and get a foul when you know that the man's not shooting the ball. I, I wish I could see that one more time. I wish I could see Rogers throw a Hail Mary one more time. I wish I could see Brady, you know, do what he does. It's just like, man, we got to enjoy them while they're here. Because when they're done in the sport, we're going to miss them, man.
We are. So can't wait to see D Wade this season. I'm excited. I'm glad he's coming back with the Heat. I didn't want to see him anywhere else. It wouldn't have felt right. So thank you. First of all, thank you. Lastly, actually, thank you, D Wade. Thank you for everything. And thank you for being a constant in the NBA for sure. Okay, let's talk football. But before that, I have a question for you. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in Fitz magic? Because I do. That boy Ryan Fitzpatrick is up to something now and then in Tampa. He's up to something. I told you guys last time that the Bucs were going to beat the Eagles. I said that, and they did. But the way they did it, man, Pat, I mean, I, ooh, I got, it, got excited. We're going to talk about Pat Mahomes too, but. Ryan is out there just doing it, bro. He's not playing out of his mind. He's playing out of his beard because the beard is crazy. And, man, he was up on the podium with d stuff on just looking clean, just looking like he know he the, he know he the truth, the sauce god. Jameis who? Jameis who? Nah. Nah. This is Ryan's team now. If d says stay with the hot hand, then we got to stay with the hot hand down there in Tampa. They got to. If he wins – if he can go 3-1 or 4-0 during James' suspension, James is going to lose his job. Simple as that. They're tired of him already. Put off the field stuff. And, you know, they're winning right now. Why not stay with the high hand? Why kill that momentum? Why kill that chemistry you already got with your team? Like, why do that? They're hot. They're hot. Nobody even expected the Bucks to be this good. Let's look at these numbers right real quick. Completion percentage. Fitz is at 78.7 through two games, 819 passing yards, and eight touchdowns. He's playing out of his mind. Him and DJX and Evans, they're playing out of their minds right now. And, and Fitz is just doing it, man. He beat the Saints, beat the Eagles. He threw four touchdowns, 400 yards, 402 yards against the Eagles. Hey, I believe. I believe in him. You know, I, I, I really think the Bucs can make a run this year in the NFC. I think they could, they're going to surprise a lot of teams, man. I really do. I can see them going. I can see them coming out of the South. Really? Now? They might. Why not? I didn't pick them originally, but hey, they look good. Okay. They beat the Saints. The, the ones who've been running that division. They, mm, it's like, hey, why not? You know, those boys are playing out of their minds. And it's all on the back. Not on the back of Ryan, but, you know, he's the, he's the kickstart to that. And, you know, I'm excited for them. And I can't wait to see what else they do. Now. Over there in the AFC Wild Wild West, there's a 23-year-old born in 95, 90s baby named Pat Mahomes who was just doing it out there in the West. That boy got 582 yards, 10 touchdowns. He threw six last game against the Steelers, threw 326 yards, 82.1 completion percentage. Man, what? That boy a creative player. He's a creative player and a fantasy demon because I lost to him. That boy put up a lot of fantasy points this past week, and he cost me my first L of the season. But it's okay. I'd rather lose now than in December. I'll have my last laugh when it's cold outside. You heard. But, uh, but back to that boy, Pat. That boy, Pat, out there playing out of his mind. He's playing out of his mind. Now I understand why they traded uh, Alex Smith. Now I see. Now I understand. They saw something we didn't see. But Pat Mahomes is that drill. And, you know, it's surprising that we don't expect, didn't expect this, but maybe some people did. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, Pat Mahomes look like MVPs right now. 
They look like MVPs. If they stay hot like this, who knows? Like, they're on pace to throw for a lot of touchdowns, like record-breaking. Like, they're on pace, man. They're on pace for some big numbers this season. And I can't wait to see. I love numbers. I like to see these quarterbacks do that. But that brings me to my next subject of concern. Are we seeing these numbers so high because the defenders are scared to tackle these uh, offensive players? Hmm? Are we scared to touch the quarterback now? Are we scared to touch, load it up and touch a receiver? I don't know. I'm not taking anything away from the quarterbacks, you know. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from anybody, you know. But these are video game numbers. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. You know, we are. We're going to talk about it. So it's clutch time. Less than two minutes left in the game. And Kirk Cousins does what Kirk Cousins does. And he choked. And he threw a pick. And then the flags came out. And for the second week in a row, Clay Matthews was targeted with a roughing the passer penalty. Now, when he roughed Mitch Trubisky, I understood that. Okay, Mitch had been through the ball and Clay loaded up. Okay, cool. But Sunday, Kirk was in throwing motion and Clay hit him as the ball was coming out of his hand. Okay, so this makes me wonder, as a defender, what are you supposed to do when you are in the act of tackling, whether it be a quarterback or receiver, what are you supposed to do? I don't understand. What are you What are you supposed to do as a defender? If I'm Clay Matthews and I'm coming in, I'm not coming in to two-hand touch you or take your flag over. I'm coming to hit you. I'm coming to tackle you. You have the ball. I'm tackling you just because my head's down while you're throwing the ball or I'm already in tackle motion. What am I supposed to do? Stop? That's Is that what I'm supposed to do? And it wasn't even like it was a bad hit. It was a normal tackle. We didn't pick him up and suplex him. He tackled them. And they talking about uh, Packers fans should be, you know, the last of the people upset about this because this is the – no. This is totally different. This was an act of throwing in the pocket. In the pocket, act of throwing. And it happened to Rodgers. Not not that type of tackle. It wasn't a form tackle. But Rodgers got touched in the pocket after he threw the ball to no, no laundry. Here's the thing. Whether it's pass interference or unnecessary roughness or when it comes to like a receiver. These refs have to stay consistent. If you're going to call it, call it all game. Don't call it when it's crucial. Don't call it when it's going to cost the team the game. That game was over. But the Vikings got a second life and got a chance to tie the game and then go to overtime where the game would eventually end in the time. We're going to talk about that too because I'm not, I'm not really a fan of 10-minute overtime. If nobody scores, nobody scores. No, I don't like that. I think they have to do something about that. But it's just like, as a defender, what are you supposed to do? I can't hit anymore now? As a defender, you now you can't hit? What is this? If you want to make the game safer, cool. But be consistent with the flags. That was a crucial flag, bad call, bad call. Game was over, bad call, terrible call. That call wouldn't have meant anything if that was the first drive of the game and the score was 0-0. But that was a game ender. 
Game ender. Interception. Game over. Game over. And I don't understand what they want the defenders to do. It's like you can't have them thinking too much on the field because they're going to get themselves hurt or give up big plays or give up big plays. And that is affecting the game in a negative way. It really is. And, you know, you got these quarterbacks sitting in the pocket and it's like people are scared to touch them now. So they're going to drop 400 yards a game now because it's like, what am I supposed to do? I can't touch the quarterback and get a flag. Or I can't touch a certain receiver because I'm going to get flagged. Or I'm going to get tossed out of the game. Like, no. Like, okay, boom, prime example. When Cam got hit while he was sliding, that's a flag. When Devontae Adams got hit helmet to helmet, that's a flag. But if we're talking about real football shoulders, shoulders squaring up and hitting somebody or hitting somebody in the act of a throwing motion, those are not penalties. That's football. And if you don't understand that, that's crazy. Seriously. It's crazy. And the refs have to stay consistent. It's only week two, but I'm tired of it already. I am. Because when it comes down to playoff time, these flags are going to cost people games. Playoff time, uh, the end of the season, getting into the playoffs. Man, I'm trying to tell you. This is going to be bad, man. And I thought they would have ironed out all of this before the season started because in preseason it was nasty. But now it's just like they don't even care. And then Clay went to go get the explanation from the ref. Ref couldn't even get an explanation. It's insane, man. It really is. And it's ruining the sport. It's making it hard to watch because it's frustrating to see how many flags are being thrown in the, on on these uh, games, and it's not even nothing happening. It's crazy. It's like now quarterbacks are getting hit, and they're looking around, and they're, they're getting flags. Like in the NBA when you get like a flop or you think it's supposed to be a fly, a, fly, um, a foul when you, you wind to the refs after you get touched. That's what it looks like. And Brady used to do that all the time. But now it's like quarterbacks, all quarterbacks are doing this. It's, it's ugly for the sport, and it's making it hard to be a defensive player in the NFL. And I'm tired of seeing it. It's sad to watch, and I feel for the NBA, the NFL players, and I feel for the defensive players, because what are you supposed to do? Honestly, truly. So for the second week in a row, we have another tie in the NFL. The Packers and Vikings ended up tying 29-29. And that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I really think that's crazy. If you can't score in your 10-minute overtime, there has to be another period to play. Now, I'm not saying play another 10-minute overtime. I'm just saying, why not like try to do it like college? Each team gets a possession from, like, what, the 20, 25? Maybe the 20. Yeah, each team gets a possession from the 20. You get a score. You score a touchdown or kick a field goal, right? And then the other team gets the chance. If they can't do the same, then boom, game's over. It's as simple as that. And then we get a winner because a tie is just nasty. Who wants to be 1-0-1 or 0-1-1? You know what I'm saying. Like, nobody wants that on that record, especially when it comes down to the division. Nobody wants that on that record. And I think it's not fair to the fans or the players because how are you supposed to feel after you tie a football game after playing four hours? No. No way. No way. I would I I didn't like it. I didn't like watching it. I know the players were upset. Like, what are you supposed to do in that moment? Like how do you suppose how are you supposed to fit? I feel like there should be a winner. This is a boxing. There should be no draws in the NFL. There should be a winner every week. No. You need to okay, you play your 10 minute overtime, that doesn't go through, then you do your sudden death, get get a possession from the 20 and score. It's as simple as that. I'm not even gonna spend too much time on it because that's just how I feel about it. Simple as that.
In other NFL news, the Cleveland Browns traded Josh Gordon to the New England Patriots for a Little Caesars pizza and a bag of chips. I've never been so disappointed in a franchise that gave me so much hope. I had some, some high expectations for the Browns. I don't know why, but I did it. And to see them, okay, cool. You're tired of Josh Gordon's stuff. He got hurt at a uh, promo shoot or whatever. Cool. If you want to let him go, let him go. You want to trade him, trade him. But don't trade him to the powerhouse and the conference. Why? Why would you trade him to the New England Patriots? This is like, hey, we're not going to the Super Bowl. So, hey, here, here, have another weapon up there in New England. Here, we can't go to the Super Bowl. We already gave up on the season. But you guys look like you can. Like, what? That's crazy. You can't double him. You can't double Gronk. And good God, when Julian comes back, it's going to be a mess for everybody. Prayers up for the defenses that are running the Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, man, because it's about to get nasty. It's going to get nasty. I don't I don't know. I don't know if the Jags are going to be able to do what they did on Sunday to minimize all three of those threats when it happens, because if they see each other again in the playoffs, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, especially if it's up there in New England. Good, 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 good evening. All I'm saying is that was crazy. You send a top guy to the NFL rehab center. You know what happens in, in New England. Guys will come different up there. You think Josh Gordon is going to mess around with Tom Brady and Belichick in his ear? Probably not. His stats are probably about to go up. His numbers are definitely going to go up. And then you're going to see him playing football in January. Something you guys only do at the beginning. I'm talking about the middle of January, maybe February. That's what you're going to see, number 10 on the field. Mm, tragic, honestly. That's sad. That is really sad. Goodness gracious. Now you got Gronk. You got Gordon. What do you want to do with those two big bodies? Who are you going to double? Because whoever you double, the other one's going to score, especially in the red zone. Man, you think Gronk was catching balls in double coverage, man. Wait till you got to put a one linebacker on because you're scared that Edelman – or uh, Gordon's going to score on you. Man, Gronk's going to have a field day. Brady's just going to have a field day, man. You know, he can make anything out of He can make something out of nothing. And now you give him uh, Josh Gordon, he's going to have a, a ball. He's going to have a ball. It's just going to be like him and Randy Moss in 07. Watch. It is. Easy as that. It's going to be ugly for everybody who plays them. And, and the NFL can only blame the Browns. This is the most Browns trade I've ever seen in my life. This is the most – only the Browns would do something like this. Only the Browns. Only the Browns. This is sad, and it's pitiful. I feel bad for the NFL. I feel bad for the AFC. If somebody can't stop the Patriots from getting to the Super Bowl, we're all in trouble. We are. Okay, let's pick some games. Tonight we got the Jets and the Browns, and I believe that tonight the Browns get their first dub under Terod Taylor and company. I think they've been on the cusp of victory these past two weeks, and I think tonight they beat the Jets. Uh, who else we got this weekend? We got the Saints and the Falcons, big divisional matchup. I think the Saints come out of there with the dub. Then we got the Battle of L.A. with the Chargers and the Rams. I think the Rams come out of that game about maybe two touchdowns, simply because of their defense. Uh, who else we got interesting? Oh, the Monday night game is going to be good. The Bucks and the Steelers. I, I see Ron Fitzpatrick throwing five on them easily, throwing five on them. But it's going to be a it's going to be a good game. 
I don't see the Steelers just laying down because they didn't lay down when the Chiefs was whooping them last week, but we'll see. Uh, who else we got on tap for this weekend? Mm, the ja, the Packers and the Redskins. Hmm, that's going to be an interesting game. I think the Packers will beat the Redskins fairly well. I think we'll see AP have a good, a, a good game, actually. Um, but this weekend, you know, we got some good football coming up. We got the Titans and the Jags. I think the Jags will get that, especially coming off that revenge game against the uh, Patriots last week, riding in high over that. We got a division game. So we'll see. You know, I'm excited for this week. You know, the football season's already moving. We're already in the week three, and, you know, we got to enjoy it while it's here. Uh, but I'm enjoying it, so I hope you all are as well. But that's my picks for this week. Weekend, if you, you know, you want to debate me, if, if I didn't pick your team again this week, you know where to find me on Twitter, Powery Poppy, two eyes. You know that. But, uh, yeah, that's my picture for this week. All right. Okay, I think that's everything. Uh, oh, boxing fans, Lomachenko said he will be back in December 8th. I believe that's the date for the fight right now. And it's a unification belt, so it's not going to be an easy work, you know, as far as coming off an injury. But that's something to look forward to. Canelo, apparently Golden Boy and Canelo want to get him back in the ring in December as well, so that's big. Then don't forget we got Floyd and Pacquiao allegedly want to fight in December. So when winter comes, baby, winter is coming in, in boxing this December. So we got to stay tuned for those updates. Um, I think that's it. Uh, oh, we got some college football this weekend, of course, so I'm excited about that. All the football this weekend. Uh, what else did I want to say before I signed off? Oh, the Dodgers. Bro, the Dodgers had a walk-off the other night, and that was fire. And they're, you know, closing in on the division. And that's actually my World Series pick. I can't wait to talk some playoff baseball because that's really the only time that I'll be talking baseball. I'm so sorry, but I'm not. But um, so soon we'll be getting ready to talk for, uh, October baseball. So, But, yeah, that's my uh, World Series pick, the Dodgers. I'm rolling with the Dodgers, man. I really am. I like them. I like Kershaw. And, you know, I like Manny. So we'll see. Yeah, that's what I'm rolling with for the World Series. Um, but I think that's all I got for you guys. Uh, we're back. I'll be back again next week, Thursday, same time for episode five. But until then, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.